two, one, and go. What's the topic of the day, Matt? All right. So today I want to talk about how the science community, really like in the past 25 years, biology, okay, so I'm just going to focus on the big three, or what I call the big three, biology, straight physics. So in the past 25 to almost 50 years, biology and chemistry have both like exploded drastically and like changed. Like they're completely different. If you look at a, a book now compared to like the 70s or the 60s, it's completely different. But if you look at physics, it's it's the same. Like there's really nothing much different except for the very few advancements in quantum uh, mechanics and quantum physics. But that's kind of like, it's so lightly experimented on, very theoretical, not much going on with it. So like, for example, in biology- Stop you real quick. Sorry, just stop you real quick. For all the stupid people like myself, what is physics exactly? (laughs) So physics is basically like, the study of how everything works. So it's how, like, your how gravity works, how sound moves, how you perceive light. Like it's right. basically in super super simple terms, and I'm oversimplifying it. It's how the everyday life is possible. Okay, so like spatial spatial movements and yada 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 exactly it's like uh like this is physics that's like the classic way to you know the the apple dropping on the head type thing it's kind of like yeah but yeah Yeah. so um but so let's talk about just like biology so like one of the big like gigantic things that changed pretty much the world was when the human genome was sequenced. And that happened in the late 90s, early 2000s. And once that happened, it revolutionized human biology and biology in general by allowing us to be able to understand more of how certain genes work in our bodies, what's responsible for what, what kind of diseases affect us more and how we can combat those with certain types of medication or certain lifestyle changes, or dietary things, or just things what like that in general. That? So that information, with, what we were able to do. So by sequencing it, we found out that uh, basically the human DNA is uh, four has four things in it. So it's categorizes A groups with T and C groups with G, and that's just kind of certain genes. So with that, we were able to understand that like this sequence right here corresponds to you having brown hair or this sequence right here corresponds to this size of your heart radi then focusing on this action of your blood pumping and stuff like that where it's kind of it focuses more on it allowed us to understand how we work as humans yeah and so by getting that it allowed for like it allowed for like cancer research to be furthered a lot, and it allowed for a lot of medication in the world of medicine to be further. But so that was like, what was that like? Let's just say late '90s, so over 20 years ago. So in that boom, what we go from what was like the medicine from then to the medicine till now? Like, what are we using now? What were we using back then? So significantly well, like, different. Back then, it was kind of like, 
you would have the the stories of you know like oh I went on chemo and my hair is falling off or I did this one medication and like okay so the whole um I mean as stupid as it's gonna sound you know all the lawsuit things that you see on TV where it's like if you or a loved one have this that was basically from a misunderstanding of trying to force out product to fix it where nowadays there's more testing and better understanding so it's less happening so like back then they were doing things like giving a treatment that would correspond with another type of treatment they are giving you that would mess up and do all the things but they wouldn't understand it that it would have an effect until 15 years later because it was affecting a different type of gene you know so then yeah. today today it's like uh you can do certain types of things with a better understanding of it and be able to have your medication or certain treatments affect you better because you understand it more okay but then so that, so that was kind of like by understanding the human sequencing kind of led to this new invention now called crispr which is gene modification Oh, splicing. Um, yes, exactly. Uh, we're getting Bioshock so, in here. <laughs> yeah, getting crazy. Oh, yeah. Um, but CRISPR is just like it's um, you can so like you know the sequences I was talking about the AT and the CG group and all that. Yeah, they can. A small monkey brain is trying to follow you, but yeah, got it. You're all good. I mean. I'm not a biologist, and I'm sure I'm fucking this up. But I'm <laughs> okay. doing the best I can. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm trying to trying to piece it together as I'm going through it. But, um, so CRISPR is ATCG. It's the group. So those go in, like, groups and things. So, But you can cut out one of those pieces and then put in a different sequence to match it which would allow for a gene to be edited and changed. Oh, wow. So from that, it'll, it'll allow like, like the dream thing from it that they've talked about and invented from it, or that their main goal of inventing it was, is to be able to um, one day modify the genes and then make it so that like certain diseases are just non-existent. They just can't affect you anymore because wow. they can't correspond to your genes. Or and and then of course there's always the bad terms of, well now you can make superhumans. Now you can make people that yeah. are eight feet tall and are just jacked out of their minds and yeah. super intelligent. Like you can of course do that also, but that's of course I'm sure there's going to be laws and stuff like that going on. But is there also an idea of making like people immortal out of gene splicing like that or CRISPR or whatever you called it? Uh, you cut out, didn't you? Cut out. Yeah, so there's. Um, no, nah, I heard your question was like, is there a way to edit that to make people immortal, right? Yeah, immortal or. Um, yeah, I think that's what it was. Like, kind of delay the, the process of dying. Longevity, probably. Yeah. So I know there's um, a few studies going on now that where um, 
they're kind of viewing because kind of how death has always been viewed is that it was like inevitable, right? There was no way of preventing it, no matter what is going to happen. Where nowadays with this as well as other things going on, there is um, they're thinking more of death as more of a disease rather than the inevitable. Yeah, yeah, I've heard about this. Yeah, so they've like they're starting to do that and so by doing that it allows for the maybe the idea of like a black mirror type thing you know where it's like you live forever or you do, you choose when you want to die when you're ready yeah so i'm not i'm not too sure about all of that i didn't do too much research on that aspect but i know that that's definitely something that's being looked at yeah, that's some crazy sci-fi shit. <laughs> yeah, because I know that it's a lot of people want to live forever, and basically you have like what trillionaires paying for uh, heart surgeries every couple of years so that they can stay healthy and alive as long as possible. I think even blood transfusions and stuff like that. Um, yeah, and like their body, their bodies just look terrible. Like they somehow like they somehow keep it going with like blood transfusions, heart. Uh, transplants and then like whatever else it's almost like they just need a next step of just taking the brain and putting it into another body at that point uh, if yeah splicing you know you could make the, the ship last a lot longer um mm-hmm. you know probably save a lot of trillionaires a lot of money yeah well i mean well now like they have a uh, stem cells you know where it's the new it's like a this came out in like oh seven it was stem cells where it's basically they're cells that you have when you're a baby that grow into anything they your body programs it to grow what it needs to grow so it's like a blank slate of cells right so they have treatments now where um you can just go get an injection like wow my my shoulder's hurting a little bit let me just get some stem shows shot into it and it'll regrow the tissue and the muscle and make it so it's it's a little better until i mean it's not a permanent fix but it's a temporary six months to a year most likely and you're good to go yeah and it doesn't last very long no, because those cells, they're so they're so immature cells that once they're growing and morphing to that, sooner or later, they'll just decay as well, and you'll have the same issue. Oh, okay. That's crazy. I've always heard about stem cells. I've never really knew too much about them. Um, yeah, it's a crazy thing, oh. and if they can, if they can uh, be able to kind of make it more efficient and make them last longer and obviously honestly make the price cheaper and make them more available to the modern people it could be a revolutionary thing yeah but what exactly does one have to go through to get stem cells exactly well right now right now you can go you can go to the united states and get some um no but i meant like what's the procedure of getting stem cells i it's a surgery it's what? It's a surgery. You'd go through a surgical process. You get knocked out. They cut you, put them in. It's like uh, a, an injection type thing. 
Yeah, but I was I was asking like, where do the stem cells come from? How are they retrieving it? You, I believe you said it was like coming from like um, fetuses. Like, yeah, fetuses. There you go. Oh, that's like yeah. a controversial part about all of it. Yeah, um, that's the super controversial part. That's like, uh, well, does it actually come you... from the fetus itself? It comes from undeveloped cells. I don't. It's. I don't know the classification of when a fetus is or what time they get these stem cells from. Mm-hmm. But I know it comes from undeveloped cells that are only possible from abortions. I'm sure there's uh, other ways, but the only way that I yeah. know of that's big is abortions. Wow, that's crazy. So there is yeah. still, I mean, and I don't know how to politely say it, but there's still recycling going on and through yeah. an abortion. Wow, yeah. that's, that's fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. That's fucking crazy. Um, I, I, Sorry we get sidetracked on like stem cells and stuff, but how did they discover yeah. something like that then? So I'm not sure, to be honest, I just did like a brief kind of overview of it. Um, that's something that I want to look more into, but um, I'm yeah. I just assume that it was like probably someone had an idea that this, uh, I mean, how I would think about it was you're a baby or you're a fe- you grow from a sperm and an egg into a full blown human. So somewhere these cells are going to divide and be able to grow into something, right? They're going to grow into muscles, tissues, bones, all that fun stuff. So, I mean, I guess their idea might have been to take some of those, study them, and be able to see if you can just implement them into a tissue to see if they grow or something. Oh, wow. That's that's really bizarre. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, you're good. Yeah, um, but then, so like, last thing in biology, and then I'll go on to chemistry. Um, So the big new thing in biology, and this is like still wasn't much out on it, like research-wise, it was kind of just very brief. They've managed to make uh, robotic limbs, like prosthetics, that can be controlled by your brain. I saw something about that. Yeah, uh, so they hooked it up to the, the nerves, and then refire those nerves because they match the electrical signal yeah that's going through the nerve match them and then do that and then it allows it to move oh so it's like basically like moving your hand then at that point yeah it's like the luke skywalker wow that's crazy craziness yeah yeah um and that's not super perfected just yet, though, right? No, 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 no. It, ju- like, it just came out in 2014. Like that was when the that was when the article, the, like the research that I found, was published. Said 2014. Yeah, so six years ago. I've, there was another one that was announced um, yesterday, I believe, of some guy who got it. And there was, I mean, I'm gonna have to look that up right now, actually. But there was some guy. Let yeah. me see if I can find it. There's some guy that. Um, as hold on one second. Um, but go ahead, keep talking. I'll find this. No, no, you're all good. Um, but then, so like, I mean, chem- biology. Of course, there's millions of other things you talk about. New species they've found in the past probably week, um, and the fact that the ocean still isn't fully discovered. Like, you can. There's so much more you can learn there. 
so that's just a whole new world that you can explore but yeah. say with biology you know on, on so on the chemistry you have like um i'm sure you've heard of like the particle accelerator yeah i have yeah so i mean explain that it was like anyways a, oh i mean it was it's like uh how do i explain this it's uh basically they take they take electrons or protons or just atoms and shoot them super fast so that then they can split it and understand it more, see how it acts under high heat, high pressure, however much, and just see how it reacts with other things, how it splits, how it how it ionizes, stuff like that, you know? Yeah. But so... Um, so a big thing in chemistry that was just like understood maybe 20 years ago. So this was in 1998 um, is surface chemistry. So it's basically like how iron rusts. That's the simple, like the most tangible thing that we all know is they like before that they always kind of just saw it happen, knew it had something to do with the air, but never really truly knew the chemical process of why it did it. They just knew it happened with oxygen, it caused it to happen, something happened. Where now they can fully understand why the decomposition of the iron happens and it transforms into that rust material and why it materializes into that, you know? So, but that was a major revelation that now they can better understand that so they can understand how materials act in certain situations, what happens with that, how they can react with water, with air, and just things like that. So how does the particle um, accelerant uh, correlate with all of that that you just explained? Is it just a way of testing? So, uh, uh, yeah. Okay, so you can really understand all like what becomes of it. And I'm assuming that you can probably also do something like that where it's interacting with another object, correct? Just like you were mm-hmm. saying with the iron, iron and rust, you kind of put it in a uh, chamber of some sort, right? Yeah. You can put it in a chamber, vacuum chamber, if you want to just specifically isolate it. Stick it with one type of element. Put it in a water uh, chamber. So it's it's like, yeah, like it's that. like a testing ground, like a controlled testing area. Exactly. That's pretty cool. All right. Yeah. Um... um you want to hop back to physics now or are you still uh going off on that well i mean we can hop to physics so like with physics right so there hasn't really been anything big really i mean of course you have stephen hawking who basically reviewed all of what einstein said and was kind of figuring it all out found some stuff that was wrong found some stuff that was right but prove it but he never he found he theorized about some new things but he never truly discovered anything that was like going to change the entire world of physics. You know, it was more of Einstein, Newton, basically Newton, uh, Einstein and before was kind of the physics world because quantum physics, is st- it's still new. It's still hardly understood, still being working on quantum computing is still on like the first step and it's just a basic kind of change. But I have, my argument with this whole thing is that physics 
is finally on the doorstep of making just a gigantic boom. Someone's going to understand something. Something's going to happen. The community is going to explode and it's going to just find something that has never been understood before. And of course, like everyone saw the, the dumb headline of scientists in Antarctica discover parallel universe, right? Yeah. Where it was not at all a parallel universe. It was just, they thought something was supposed to be coming down, but it was going up. Like, so they're like, it's all going backwards, but it was just a yeah. conclusion to grab some headlines to make Pro, mo, pro, was a theory that made headlines, some, basically. Yeah, made some headlines, grabbed some funding, let uh, them continue the mission. That's kind of what my assumption is. So, but uh, with uh, so like the big, so there has been some big things in physics in the past few years. Uh, the Higgs boson was uh discovered, which not familiar with at all like do I, I was confusing myself trying to understand it yeah. and so i have no I, I just know it's a big thing and it's like it's how i think like materials oh it's how things get mass like it's understanding why things have mass is the okay. higgs boson because the it's the higgs field and then the higgs boson is the reason that they have mass i think <laughs> again just just yeah. a dumb student, so I don't know. That's all right. But I mean, um, you attempted, and anyone who listens could probably yeah, look you know, it up. We'll probably end up looking it up ourselves, honestly. And oh yeah, this and I mean, I'm more. all for diving into all of these topics more because they were super interesting just to touch on. But um, so the big one that was like interesting to me because we I talked about uh, quantum physics, right? Is a uh, quantum teleportation. So oh, shit. When, I'm sure I, when you I heard the guess. word. I got a yeah, Go no, well, th- Go ahead. Go so ahead. it's Go not ahead. quite yep. teleportation. It's when the light, you shine a light at it, and uh, it basically is doing like a Houdini. It's like disappearing and then popping up somewhere else. They don't really understand too much, so they're kind of saying that it's teleporting rather than just saying that maybe light is not capturing the mass or something. I'm not, I'm trying to sound smart. No. Than I am. So, so what it is, is it's super simple, uh, super simple terms. It's uh, the info transfer. So it's, you right. know how the internet works, like how we're, how we're able to talk right now, right? Like it's shooting data to the internet, which is coming to you. You're being able to read it, do all that. Right. But it still has to physically transfer through something, right? There's no, yeah just magic, it's there to you. Well, they under, they found out a way through quantum computation to make it go, data's here, now it's here. Oh. So. <laughs> you had, you had to know it. I was going to ask that question. I did. I searched for like a good hour on it. Couldn't find it. Okay, well, you need to write that down and we're going to cover that. Yeah, we'll soon. go back to that one. Yeah. Oh man, that's crazy. Yeah, but, right? So I was reading that, yeah. and I mean, I'm not a physics major, so I hardly know any quantum physics. So I couldn't. I, I hope we can get like a all, physics but, major on here and interview them. That'd be interesting to talk to them about this. Yeah. Someone that could be able to understand it. I'm gonna look up, see if I could get it real quick. It's all right. I mean, like the point of all this 
and I mean, go ahead and like keep searching. But uh, the point of all of this is really just to bring to light like research topics and maybe will pique the interest of uh, people and uh, maybe yeah. they'll want to look into it themselves and have discussions on the internet and whatnot, you know? Um, yeah, that is very true. Trying to bring uh, higher knowledge to the audience. World. Yeah, I found an article that like <laughs> explains it, and they're talking about qubits and stuff that I've never heard of. And oh, I, yeah, and I'm, that's an article I already looked at, and it was so it's it's hard to understand. So oh, I mean, like okay, you were saying, they found... I'd love to get someone that understood it. So they found a way to make the particle go from one spot to another, right? Yeah, it was from one microchip to another one. Okay. And where where do they go from there with that? So it was in a lab setting, so they were fairly close together, right? So they weren't yeah. like it wasn't over a super huge distance. Distance. It was like like almost right next to each other. But they're still able to do it. So the next step is expanding that and putting just a greater distance, being able to understand that more, then maybe going on to different types of information, where instead of it being microchip transfer, it's just typical data transfer. Like it's not expanding on the types of data, then expanding in the size, then understanding that more, and then from there, who knows? Just talking magic at this point, dude. I'm, it pretty much is. If, if they it's discovered magic, magic. <laughs> they yeah. discovered magic. Fuck, that's they got to get Chris Angel in there. Oh my god! <laughs> Wouldn't that be a trip to see that the world's greatest fucking doctor he's is just Chris yelling, Angel? Yelling Can... mind freak as he's doing this. <laughs> Are you ready? <laughs> All right, so um. So for physics, what do you think it's going to take for a boom to happen? Because I remember you said you had some theories earlier talking to me about. Yeah, so my, my main theory is that, like, the, the SpaceX launch happened. And that was monumental for the aerospace and astronautics and aeronautics community. just And, and the science community in general, that was just gigantic. Um, because it was the first time a commercial company has ever launched astronauts into space successfully with onto the International Space Station, did all that, partnered with NASA and all that. So my theory is now that the commercial avenue has already been explored and it worked, that opens up a lot more money and a lot less doors, that, a lot less hoops you have to jump through in order to get the funding and research you want in order to accomplish something. Okay. So, like, because NASA was, as it was, getting their funding cut. Ever since, basically, the Challenger exploded. Like, NASA was going up, and then Challenger explodes, and it just dips. It goes away, yeah, when basically. Did, when did the Challenger blow up? 86, I think. Let me see. Challenger. Uh, 
Sorry. Go ahead. No, you're good. I'm trying to find it as well. Uh, 1986, you were right. Yeah. Which, um, there's a movie about it that is really good, if you ever want to watch it, about why it exploded. It's a conspiracy movie, of course, but it's got some good points in it. Makes you explore, like, why it blew up and everything. Is that the one with Kevin Bacon and Tom Hanks? Or is that Apollo... No, Apollo, no that's uh, Apollo 13. Apollo 13. Yeah. Uh, with with the curse no, number thirteen. Yeah, of course. Have of course to. it is. Um. But um. But yeah. So like. So then. So NASA was getting its funding cut already, and that was kind of causing for the community to go away. And then, big boy Elon Musk came in, laid down the hammer, and strolled on in and made SpaceX, and that kind of led to a bank. I mean, the commercial industry was already involved in aeronautics, really. And of course, they made products for astronautics. And I'm sure you heard about a few years ago, the the $250,000 uh, ticket you could buy to go on a trip to space with a Virgin. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I do remember hearing that. But I read an article today, actually, Elon Musk announced that uh spacex's top priority is a starship yeah he wants to go to mars oh wow yeah trying to get there there today (laughs) tomorrow he's trying to go now he's trying to go now (laughs) (laughs) no but i applied i applied to uh for an internship at spacex and like all of the the messages instead of saying like sincerely or thanks for your time or whatever, it would say to Mars and then the person's name. And like the whole thing was like a Mars background. And it was like, always like, thank you for your interest in helping our journey to Mars. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, I also heard uh, some more space facts for you. NASA is planning to go to the moon in a couple years. Really? Uh, hold on. I knew. I say it was like 2024. Think... 2024. Mm. Uh, but 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 yeah, 2024. Land on the lunar south pole. Uh, okay. It's gonna be, and I I I think it was like supposed to be the second man and the first woman to land on, on the on moon. the south pole. Yeah. NASA's 2024 Artemis moon landing mission explained. That's the video that popped huh. up. I'm not going to play that right now because we're talking, but if anybody wants to listen to that, I might watch it later. Uh, yeah, I might watch that too. Artemis is actually a goddess that I really like. So a little hints to some stuff that I'm actually probably going to be coming up with research on my end. Funny because I've actually been doing a lot of uh, moon meditation lately, so it's like... Really? Yeah, Artemis is the goddess of the moon. That's why they call they're calling the mission Artemis because it's like the uh, and I can nerd out right now. Summary wise, it's the it. it's the Greek goddess of hunting of um, and I'm totally blanking out right now. It's just basically the goddess of the moon. 
Like, uh, okay. the Greeks really admired her because um, she was kind of like this very independent woman that um, just had no interest in like settling down, at least in her story. She was had no interest in settling down. There was like one man that won her over because he was an excellent hunter and they were just friends and it was like a whole love story, yada, yada, yada. I mm. need to do more research into it. I've read that story a yeah. hundred times, but I don't want to get things wrong. I know that there's like multiple endings to that love relationship, but sorry to take over for five seconds. I just thought it was cool that they called it. Artemis. You're all good. Yeah. I had no um, idea that that was connected to a Greek god. I uh, thought it was a cool name to be honest. Goddess. I always Got thought it. it was a. I thought it was a male name for a long time, personally. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, all the Greek gods pretty much have sick names that are like can go for a man or a woman. Yeah. Actually, maybe I'll do Artemis next for my research thing instead of what I was already planning on doing it because that one will be pretty easy. I was reading about uh, been reading about Artemis a lot lately, actually. So, yeah. Cool. Um. We want to take a quote-unquote intermission uh, and then pick this up in a little bit. Well, welcome back. It's time to talk more about some stuff with Matthew, future aerospace engineer. Thumbs up. <laughs> All right, go ahead. We I, I took over from you talking about Artemis because I'm a nerd and I like good stuff, but go ahead. Yeah, you know, um, so just, like, really to conclude this whole talk of, like, the furtherance of the science community and how physics is on the the brink of the next big explosion of ideas, um, kind of what I think could link it to the other communities in terms of, like, mainly chemistry is the idea of hypersonic travel. So... What that is, is is Mach 5. So the word Mach just means the speed of sound. And then whatever number is behind it or next to it, that's how many times the speed of sound it is. So Mach 5 is five times the speed of sound. Oh, that, there goes my uh, speed racer question. Hello, <laughs> 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 whack. <laughs> it's going to um, happen, too. But uh, so... So uh, hypersonic travel is anywhere from Mach 5 to Mach 10. So that's like 3,300 miles per hour and up. Um, And so currently we have things that go that fast. Like there's missiles. uh, No, there's like rockets, uh, bullets, um, kind of more stuff like that. There were only two things ever in American human history to be manned that went that fast, and it was the X-15, which is a just a, a fighter plane in the late '60s. I think it was '67 that went that fast. Oh. Um, but it was propelled by two rocket engines instead of normal just jet engines, so it was not sustainable. Could not be applied to anything else. It was basically just a plane. With two rockets tr- strapped to it, and they just sent it. Okay, wait, um, wait, hold on. What's the difference between a rocket engine and a jet engine? So a rocket engine has more combustion. <laughs> you just in gave it. me the look, like fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> My fault. Uh, no, I had to. I have to think about it. Um, 
So a rocket engine has more combustion and it burns a lot faster, a lot hotter to generate more thrust while a jet engine has the turbine in it that spins. Okay. And then that creates it and then shoots the thrust. Like, you know, have you seen on, um, so on a jet, like a passenger plane, for example, right? You have the big jet turbines, right? You know how there's no uh, fire that comes out of them? Yeah. It's just you hear the loud ass noise, just the whirring. Oh, and then the wind yeah. Off. Yeah. It's and they just fucking. And then they just go. Gone. Well, yeah. Rocket, you see the flame comes Same. out. It's got the cone, everything going off. Oh. So it's actually burning the propellant. Oh, you learn something new every fucking day, huh? Yeah. That's why, like, on the space shuttle, it has to have the gigantic orange thing with the two white things attached to it because that's all yeah. just fuel. And then on the Falcon 9, it was just a gigantic rocket with like 90% of it just being fuel. And that, that fuel is mainly just to get off the planet, right? Like, yep. once you're out, you're just, you're already like, I mean, what's. Yeah, in you need hardly anything because there's no yeah. resistance. Yeah. It, like, it's they probably do have some fuel probably to like recenter themselves as they're like getting yeah. closer to the planet and stuff like that. But like, but I do know is a lot of it is saved or used up in the just initial launch off the planet to escape the atmosphere. Yeah. yeah. Well, so the the big thing about um, speaking of the fuel and stuff with the Falcon Nine, um, it's reusable, so it it lands. Like, did you see the? Did you watch the launch? Oh, I didn't actually. Okay, so. It. Um, so what it is, it's like a, it's like a big, just like tube, right? And then they're sitting at the top of it. And then all below them is all the fuel. So then it's, yeah, it's sounds sketchy, but you know, eh, it's, it's rockets, but, um, so it launches up, right? Well, then there's like different stages. So then stage one would break off. When it was, yeah. I think it was at seventy percent of the fuel was used, so there was only thirty percent left. But it broke off, and it would go fly somewhere, fly into the ocean, and land on a platform to be reused. Oh. And then the rest of the rocket would keep going, and then stage two would break off, and then that would come back and go land. Oh wow! And then the rest would That's go crazy. land in. Yeah. So that was like the big revolution of why this was so big was that it's almost all reusable and there's hardly anything yeah wasted. like it took care of its parts it wasn't just blasting it out into the middle of nowhere yeah or it wasn't like how the old nasa missions were where it was like you got this big fuel tank well it just exploded what do we do now yeah so <laughs> just going straight <laughs> up dude oh man that would be a yeah. nightmare to be on board oh yeah i know it sounds kind of fun I'm claustrophobic though, so I'd, I'd never do it. It's just like, and then you're spinning around in this tiny ass, in this tiny compartment with me, you, <laughs> and Ernie. <laughs> Ernie's going. Ernie's going. Oh. <laughs> just sitting there. Just. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Oh man. Okay, so you wanted to get to. Um, Particle teleportation. Did I get that right? No, hypersonic flight. Hypersonic flight. Yeah. 
So, like I said, there was only two times. One was the X-15, and the other time was actually the space shuttle when it was re-entering the Earth's atmosphere. Um, those were the only two times that there was ever manned uh, personnel of hypersonic aircraft. Other than that, all that it's been is mi uh, missiles, rockets, and bullets. It's kind of things that you can't be attached to. Um, and so the next big step is obviously manning that. So it would cut down, like just to put it in perspective, it would cut down a flight from LA to New York from, I think it's four and a half hours or set four and a half hours, I think it is, to 90 from minutes. LA? Oh, oh like no, it's seven LA hours. To New it's York. seven hours. I think from it's LA to hours. New York? I don't know. I'm going to look this up. Hold on. I think yeah, I was going to say, from, from LA to New York, you said in a jet? Or are yeah. we talking just like a commercial air airliner jet? Just a commercial airliner. Oh, dude, I, I think I'm going to guess like 12 to 16 hours, maybe. Okay, there's one from Spirit that's nine hours. Okay, I, we were both wrong. Yeah, you know. Eh. But it would cut down that time yeah. to what? It then? would cut it down to 90 minutes. No <gasps> way, that's insane. That's crazy. Yeah. You're, you're fucking... Well, it's, it's because all so magic right now. Your it's commercial airliner, my, my caveman brain. You're hitting my head with coconuts right now, man. I'm just a monkey coming man. in and pelting you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, like, commercial airliners don't even break the sound barrier. They only they go about. I'm just gonna round up about 400 miles an hour. Okay. So the sound barrier is about 800 miles an hour okay. to get the, the sonic boom thing, you know? Um, yeah. Well, hypersonic jets would go 3,200 miles an hour. So it just makes the process a whole lot faster and all that. Um, yeah. So the big issues right now with it are obviously being able to make a withstandable airplane that can withstand those pressures and forces and all that and like the big thing so when going that fast isn't the actual g-force of going that fast it's hitting the air that hard oh okay so the issue isn't the speed it's the compression and the actual hitting which causes the so, like, the SR-71 Blackbird um, goes Mach 4, I'm pretty sure. I think yeah. it's Mach 4 or Mach 3.3. And it was really fast. It's, like, 2,700 miles an hour. Um, and that can fly around, like, all, like, just normal. Gone on hundreds of flights. It's totally normal. Um, but in order to make the plane just like that, they had to bring in chemists and physicists, of course, to understand the material on the outside of the plane so that when the air is hitting it that hard and it's that much heat is being created and it's going that fast that it's not deteriorating, splitting apart, melting, breaking, doing anything. It can oh, withstand man. it and be fine. So by bringing in these chemists, they were able to do it a lot faster. So that ties in the, the point of like how this hypersonic travel is the way that 
it brings everyone together. I mean, like a lot of things do, but it kind of is the next big boom thing that brings everyone together. But so like um, current, like the SR-71 Blackbird was made by uh, Lockheed Martin. So they're like on the forefront of this whole innovation thing. But Boeing is also working on it because they're more in the aviation aspect rather than the Astro aspect. Um, and those are the two big ones. Um, I'm, I think uh, Virgin is also working on it. But right now, those are the main three. But if that can be adapted and made, then that's going to be the next gigantic thing in terms of air travel, which could modern change the whole entire world again. Wow. Yeah. Cutting down, cutting down time, a lot of time. Yeah. It, it wow. connects the world even more than air travel already has. Yeah. But how expensive would those tickets be? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, I mean, I was looking at uh, the uh, Boeing mock airplane that they, they made a 3D model of one and then priced it out and everything. So the planes would be smaller in the first concepts. And so they were like, we're only going to include business class. And they were like, it's going to be $3,000 a ticket one way from oh. LA to New York. Oh. Yeah. So extremely unaffordable for the common person. Yeah, for the common person. But if they can get, yeah. But I mean, you got to think of that. This is the first step. Like, I'm sure it probably wasn't cheap to get on the Wright Brothers airplane. Oh, yeah, definitely not. Like, no one was getting on it except for them. Like, I'm sure, like, with the very first step before it was fully commercialized, it was not cheap. So, I mean, this is just the first step. You're going to have, you're gonna have yeah. these hot shot billionaires just. I'd be in New York in a couple hours, just cough up some cash and just. Like, at that point, people with so much money, you would think they would probably just have their own jets, you know, private jets that probably just launch them across country yeah back and forth which would be crazy if you said it can get from la to new york in an hour and a half like imagine from la to like japan or maybe even china like yeah wow that's insane it would only be a few hours yeah exactly like at the most probably four and that's kind of i feel like that's overestimating a little bit yeah like I just I feel like it's a way to fully connect the business world, and it makes like what we're doing right now a Zoom call. It makes it almost obsolete. Like you would oh. just hop on a plane for ninety minutes. Oh, and then like you think about like uh, if they're trying to transport just material and like luggage and stuff like that too, they probably could get it to go a lot faster because you don't have to worry yeah. about. Uh, well, as much. I mean, you could probably get fragile shipping or whatever, but if it's not a living being, you could probably, like, I don't know, throw a couple guitars in there and just cross yeah. the globe in an hour. Wow. Future, man. It's coming. It's crazy. Yeah, there's just... I feel like right now with the internet and just with the modern kind of... And, I mean, eventually you could look into the... uh uh, what's it called? Uh, when machines and humans live together, like you know, not uh, like when 
like you put a chip in your head and like yeah you're talking you're about machines yeah i know what you're talking about you're talking about basically uh uh elon musk had a talk about that actually it's basically if humans yeah. want to keep up with robots we need to our next evolution wouldn't be organic it would be mechanic and we would basically yeah put chips in our head basically i forgot what it was called i i actually did research this a lot it's pretty interesting um yeah talking about basically uh like you could just get uh upgrade chips or uh what are they called man i can't even think right now it's like um you could just get upgrades basically yeah, for lack of a better get, word yeah, you could just upgrades like if if you wanted i don't know your legs to become stilts you could get that upgrade like there's just all kinds of crazy upgrades Probably the more basic ones is like preserving your memories. You know, yeah, I can probably show you what outside. I'm seeing. Yeah, exactly. I could probably show you from where I, what I'm seeing from far distances. I could probably zoom in with my eyes. Hell, you could probably even just have perfect eyesight forever, and we wouldn't have to worry about glasses anymore. Yeah, um, that that also could probably co- go back to what you were talking about earlier with the whole gene splicing thing. They mm-hmm. per they like you know you're just your eyes are perfect when you're born you know you're a you know eight foot tall hunk hella ripped just naturally ripped uh stud <laughs> yeah you just come out just slanging oh slanging <laughs> slanging um but then I, I don't know that's that's pretty crazy though because that makes I feel like that makes a lot of people uncomfortable. Because uh, it makes them feel obsolete and it's not as natural anymore and stuff like that. So there is going to be, if if that's the future we're heading towards, it sounds like something where there's going to be kind of a uh, like evolution revolution kind of thing where people, you know, yeah. it's going to be people that have implants and cybernetics, robots, and then just humans that people probably don't want to give up their humanity or they'll probably use that term honestly as like kind of a guilt trip yeah but i don't mean well, it i feel like way. a big argument yeah i feel like a big argument is going to be um the whole uh like i mean this was even argued when evolution was first presented like the whole god didn't make you this way yeah god didn't do that for you the whole religion aspect i feel like is going to be added in there too plus there's going to be a question of uh, morality is this even moral should we be doing this is this ethical yeah. what about if i can afford doing this but this person can't afford doing this do they deserve to die because they can't afford it like i feel like there's there's a lot of conflicts with it but i mean it's it's kind of what technology does it forces conflict well, and it's also like i i'd be worried about getting an implant and getting hacked by somebody or something like that you know what if you don't even need an yeah. implant to get hacked? Like, what if the technology gets to the point where they can just get into your brain? And, like, it's really getting crazy at that point. You know, they can just pick up the electromagnetic waves or whatever signals your brain's just giving off naturally because, you know, they're there. It's just we don't know a lot about them. Mm-hmm. Like, and, like, just wait. It's going to be crazy. It's gonna yeah, be crazy. it's getting... It's getting insane. 
Yeah, I know a lot of people are worried about that stuff too, but I, I'm not going to be no point in worrying about See, that kind of thing. I mean, I'm worried about it because, of course, it could have bad usage and everything. But to me, I mean, it's also exciting. Like, it's it's exciting to see what can happen, what can be done, just to hear about it and see what's possible, you know? I feel like it's it's a new frontier and that it could just be a different aspect of the world. Like, it's just modernizing in front of our eyes. Yeah, someone was saying that we're basically, like, the pattern that human civilization has shown or something like that basically approaching and or are in an industrial revolution again currently with all the technological yeah. technological advancements and stuff like that it's just like we're getting to the point where it's just gonna go like just a giant step again mm -hmm. just like out of nowhere you know uh almost like on the level of electricity being created you know so or uh I don't know, like ever, like first plane, like something crazy like that, you know, like teleporters. What if that happens? Yeah. If uh, we had superpower, superpowers, we just yeah. invent magic. Just teleport everywhere. <laughs> Discover magic. <laughs> just discover it and be able to use it. Yeah. Yeah, and then we just we throw science out the window. Really don't even care about it anymore. It's just <laughs> magic at that point. A bunch of wizards yeah. and lizards. It's Dressing up, LARPing, and... You just got to find dragons. Find some yes. dragons, confirm Nessie, then just be able to <laughs> all dress in our wizard's outfit, feel bad again about the Salem oh, trials because God. they were right. Oh, man. <laughs> well, uh, was that all you had for me? Tonight? Yeah, that's all I really got on the furthering of the science community and like how it's all coming together and physics on the main boom so have any I, I hope luck? i hope i was able to teach you a little something and that it was interesting you know yeah, i know i know the difference between jet engines and rocket engines now that i wasn't i didn't <laughs> had no idea <laughs> uh, any uh closing statements for anyone that may possibly be listening to this in the future no just so like if any of you guys want us to like ever touch on one of the things that I brought up or that we talked about or I anything, up, I mean, yeah. I, yeah, that you brought up, I'd love to just do a deep dive on one of these and just be able to explore it fully and totally be able to explain it and talk about it. Cause there's some things that I know I totally messed up. So I like to go back and correct them if you guys like it. So I think my closing statement is actually going to be a question and i i would like to know if you had to be fantasy character more importantly from D D, what race would you be you know i'd be probably an elf <laughs> i thought you were gonna pick dragonborn yeah. you you know, no, that's that's like the typical one, you know. But I'm like, oh no, it's not. Uh, yeah, I was I was debating between either human, dragonborn, or elf, and I was like, you know, human's basic. Dragonborn, <laughs> everyone always says that. Games. That's what I play as. <laughs> I always play. As, I was. I always play as human or dragonborn. Like always. So 
So I was like, uh, you know, before, before we bore everybody, let's uh, <laughs> yeah, let's this end this thing. Recording.